Hello and welcome to episode number 166 of the Nerd Pro Quo podcast. We were once again, because of life and scheduling and excuses that I have been making for a while now, but they are all true. Uh, we were off for another two weeks, but uh, we finally all got together and we even added another person who is uh, Dan O'Brien, who is the new roommate slash nerd uh, as a part of the Nerd Pro Cove family. So he stepped in to talk about some of the stuff we missed, including Jessica Jones, Pacific Rim Uprising, and some comics and some other stuff. There was a whole bunch of stuff, so much so that I just couldn't, uh, because I was still in the throes of some personal things that were going around, I could not remember all of the things that we were going to discuss. I got kind of got to the end there and was just like, I know there's more stuff that we are supposed to talk about, but I can't remember. There is another anime episode coming. In fact, so many things are coming up. Uh, there could be, not only are we not going to have a hiatus, I don't think, but there might be some bonus episodes thrown in by uh, next week is, of course, Avengers Infinity War. Probably not going to be an episode about that until the following week. Maybe even a week after that. We are finally getting around to seeing Ready Player One, so there's going to be a review of that coming. We are going to be live tweeting tonight, the night that this goes up, although most of you probably won't hear this until tomorrow. We are going to be live tweeting the premiere of both Westworld Season 2 on HBO, so we're going to be live tweeting that every Sunday night now. We are going to be also very likely live tweeting uh, the premiere tonight of season three of Into the Badlands. A uh, shout out to Lewis Tan. Lewis Tan, please come on our podcast. In fact, he's going to be one of the people we're going to be reaching out to. Whether or not a bunch of the people we are reaching out to will actually come on to the podcast and let us interview them is a separate issue. But uh, every time I do this intro, I always say the guests are coming. The guests are coming. Most of them are going to be fellow nerds who in the coming months uh, run other podcasts, do other video projects. We are in pre-pre-pre-conduction, meaning we are still working out the details and finding, uh, you know, equipment and hashing out ideas and reaching out to collaborators on a couple of web series that we're going to be hopefully premiering. I put this out there to keep me on my own deadline. Uh, they will be hopefully premiering either in June or July, a little bit later in the summer. And those are going to be on our YouTube channel. So as always, keep an eye on at NerdProQuo on Twitter uh, and also NerdProQuo.com. There's going to be some updates there as well as the things that we are doing and the YouTube channel, even though nothing has gone up on there in possibly over a year now to some of your subscribers some of you probably have left subscribers left subscription i don't know what the phrase for that is of our youtube channel because we haven't posted anything in over a year that's because time wise just haven't gotten around we were i was going to be posting a whole bunch of just uh audio of these podcasts on the youtube channel with some visual aids but that takes a lot of time so again that's another thing that's going to be waiting probably one or two of those uh the older episodes are going to be going up on the youtube channel in may and yeah so many nerd things are coming up uh that uh there's probably going to be a couple of solo episodes there is another anime episode coming to make up for the anime episode that 
disappeared. So there's a lot of anime stuff to discuss, including some anime nostalgia type stuff because we did hit the 20th anniversary of Cowboy Bebop and we did not get to discuss that. So that's definitely going to be a future episode with Angelo and uh, hopefully Casey and a couple other people. That's going to be in a couple of weeks. So yeah, uh, as always, if you like it, so this is us covering Jessica Jones, Pacific Rim Uprising, comics, TV shows, I think a little bit of Legion, although Legion and a couple of those other shows, Legion Season 2 and a couple of those other shows are going to be a future episode. This is part one of us catching up on all the stuff that has happened nerd in the past couple of months. And also, I've completely, this is an entirely too long intro, but I've completely buried the lead. So, sadly, if any of you have been keeping track of this, Universal Fan Con has been postponed. It is not happening next week, April uh, 27th through the 29th, I believe, were the dates that they had for that. There were so many awesome guests, so many awesome multicultural and, and you know... It was a really positive thing, and I don't know the details if uh, of it. I have a vague idea. I don't want to speculate here in the intro about it. It is definitely something we are going to be talking about in a further episode, possibly even next, next week's episode. But yes, uh, if you were at all interested, if you didn't know what was going on, Universal FanCon was this FanCon that had a focus on inclusion of all races, genders, you know, gender preferences sexual orientation there was a lot of incredible guests they had lined up and uh, something happened with the organizing i'm not 100 on the details and like i said i have some ideas but i don't want to speculate it here in the intro we're probably going to talk about it a little bit deeper in the in a further in a uh, a future episode uh we might even uh, ways down the line get to talk to some of the people to find out you know get the real skinny on what happened but it, it's it's sad because uh unlike some of the other con- conventions uh that we have we were going to have sort of have a correspondent over there there was a whole plan that i had <laughs> i don't think lel knew this but i had a whole hey lel uh shout out to such the lel who was going to be probably in not even probably, is going to be in part two of this episode because I haven't caught up with him and there's a lot of stuff that we have to talk about. Uh, hey, Aliel, you were going to be our correspondent over there. I was going to ask you to be our correspondent because he was going to go to your Universal FanCon because he got his tickets really early and that didn't happen. But uh, yeah, so many nerdy things that are happening in the next couple of months. Uh, you know, obviously Avengers, obviously Deadpool 2, and yeah there's a couple other random things here and there that are happening and a couple like i said a couple of anime episodes on the way guests are on the way probably not until next month but uh we are back to semi-normal here at norfolk road i hope i'm not jinxing it by saying that i am full of a lot of caffeine which is probably why this intro is over seven minutes long now it has been entirely too long Go see a live show. I yeah. Go see live comedy. Support live comedy. Go see live poetry. I don't really have any specific shows to plug right now, but uh, in the meantime, this is episode 166 of the Nerd Pro Poke Podcast. Yep. We are starting with this. I might have to edit later.
like. So, what was her name again? Allison Mack? Yeah. yeah. The girl who played uh, Chloe on Smallville got um, brought up on charges for sex trafficking today. Uh, she was part of a, a group called NXIVM. Uh, it was like a sex cult, and the leader was arrested last month. Um, but this like line from the article was... All right, so within NXIVM, there was a reportedly a secret sorority called DOS, also known as Lord slash Master of the Obedient Female Companions. Mac, age 35, was allegedly a DOS master who recruited and directed slaves to have sex with Rainier, also known as Vanguard. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah. I, I don't know why this is automatically what I want, how I wanted to open this podcast, because we're we're not going to discuss here. You can feel free to answer. Sure. Mics. Also, hi, I'm Dan. <laughs> yeah, that's Dan, the, the new roommate. <laughs> wonderful person. Oh yeah, of course, of course. I apologize that it, it. Feel free to tell me on Sunday that you want me to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna learn uh dan uh that uh this is uh we make no pretense about being it at all professional on this podcast so uh i haven't even my way yeah <laughs> <laughs> i've been itching to play that game and it's Fucking awesome. So, so yes, Eve, uh, explain what you have just come from because you entered the apartment literally. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. You know, I'm a big fan of God of War, and I admit the story is nonsensical. Dialogue is just, you know, stupid sex mini games, and Kratos just like screaming into the heavens, "Zeus, I will kill you." But this game, I have to say. It is very toned down. Um, I love The Last of Us, and it's got some elements of Last of Us, and it's got great dialogue and great story so far. I've only played a couple hours of this game, and I'm really digging it. I'm really digging it. How do the axes compare to the sword, or to the chains? Um, Repeat the, his question, because he's the, not on mic. Oh, he, he was asking how do the axe, how does the Leviathan axe compare to the uh, Blades of Chaos. Um, very different, um, simply because the control scheme, you have to attack with the shoulder buttons. So you have a strong attack and a, um, a strong and a light attack, and then you the face buttons are purely for his son, where you give his son directions to attack or distract enemies. Because this game is, is smaller in scale, um, but you tend to get overwhelmed a lot by enemies, so you need your son develop his skills. It's pretty much an RPG version of God of War, uh, but I'm really digging it. I love it so far. Ooh, gracias, senor. Um, and it's been great, and I am very tired <laughs> <That's> <laughs> dealing okay. with kids. So I was kind of, I almost <laughs> fell asleep on the train and almost missed my stop. That's How are you doing, internet people? I'm, uh, yeah. Um... So uh, I, I do feel like the first two things that I wanted to... Because there's so many things 
that like have happened since the last time we got together and recorded. There are so many like nerd um, like. Bef- I have a confession to make. Go ahead. I cheated on you. Okay. Oh. What did what did okay. Ready At first, it was boring. Like, not boring. I, I dug it. Yeah. But I'm like, I knew this reference. I knew that yeah, reference. I mean, it's like, uh, oh! I saw Alana it, so was hey. fucking annoyed by me by the amount of squinting I was doing. Yeah. Exactly I, I, like that. I, I was I was hoping to watch it with, with you. Because I, 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 I was it visualizing again. how you were going to lose your shit during that movie. Uh, yeah. We still have to see it. Yeah, oh, I'm seeing it again. Okay, I'm good, again. good. I want to see if there is anything because they're like what some crazy ass obscure shit. I was like, oh my gosh, they actually included this reference yeah. in this movie. Oh man, did you see it? I, I, I loved it. So uh, sorry about that, Jamie. No, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, I was less excited to see that than I am to see uh, uh, Avengers next week, uh, which I already got the tickets for. Um, Hey, <laughs> uh, uh, cough, cough! You both owe me money. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know I'm good for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know I'm good for it. So let's let's start because there's a couple of things that I don't know if Rich had seen um, that I wanted at least you and me to start with because there are two things mainly that you and me have watched that we because we haven't actually gotten together and done this in a really long time to discuss. And one of them, the first thing I guess, starting from way back, is Jessica Jones. Oh, season yes, two. yes. Season two. So feel free to talk about it. Um, okay. Hey, Dan, do you want to hop in on this? If you, <laughs> I feel like... I, I like Jessica Jones, not as much as the first season. However, I felt it just dragged on and on and on. Well, that's, uh, that's all of the... I feel like that's all of the Netflix series. All I have to say is, hey, hey, you make me cray cray. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know if you guys have watched this, but Dan actually showed this to me. That there's, I think you might have sent it to me, mm-hmm. the actual video for like. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Netflix released a uh, music video for it. I'm pretty sure it has like cuts of like scenes from jessica jones and uh, of course because i don't know if they shot like an entire video for that so my big thing is it was good it wasn't as good as season one but that's like one of those things where it's just like that's just impossible like how would you i don't think that would have been bring david Tennant back for more <laughs> yeah i mean and, and they did they br- i mean I, I i don't even think it's spoilers by this point because it's been out for what like two three months now is that yeah, uh, is that uh, David Tennant is in it. He comes That was the best part. Yeah, he comes back. <laughs> well, because it, it's it's like, I uh, the way I kind of phrase it, it's, it's the Batman sort of, the Batman movie kind of symptom is that like when you have like, even more so I think recently like Dark Knight, it's like when you have Heath Ledger as the Joker. Mm. It's just like, when you have a villain who is that impressive and compelling, it's just like, okay, well, what, it, what, are, what the hell are you going to do? Anything you do is going to be gonna like... You're going to do burn <laughs> Yeah, exactly. The, the difference between that is, in some ways, it's kind of season two's strength, but in more ways, it's kind of a hindrance, is that 
there didn't really feel like a villain to it. Yeah. And, and part of the thing I love about like you know this comic book properties is that battle between good and evil and i think that season two was a really interesting character piece to kind of develop jessica jones but wasn't so much like that kind of struggle between good and evil right uh and i kind i liked her mom i guess as the sort of I didn't mind that. Yeah. I just wish it was like a few episodes. Yeah, it should have been an arc. It was, um, I disagree with you in terms of feeling that Netflix, Marvel Netflix properties dragged on and on. This is the first season of any Netflix show where I was like, come on, be over with it. You know, just do something. Kill the mom, kill Jessica, do something so (laughs) I can end and move on to something I can binge watch. I don't know, man. Like, I've always felt like all... Even season one of Jessica Jones, I always felt like were... That all of them have been three episodes too long. No, uh, David Tennant. That was my... I, I just wanted yeah, to see and, more David And I will, say, I will say that Jessica Jones season one is the one that I feel least about that. Uh, the one I feel most about that, to be perfectly honest, is... Uh, Luke Cage. I was going to say Luke Cage. Don't say Luke Cage. Uh, because there is at least three episodes of content in Luke Cage that you could have gotten her. There's also a weird like break in how the story is told like two-thirds of the way through it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, uh, and my huge thing as a comic book nerd... Uh, wait, Rick, did you watch season two of Jessica Jones? Okay. Um, up to episode three. Okay. So we're uh, just spoiling it. Yeah, we're just completely... Because <laughs> I'm not that invested. It's just, it just... I watched three episodes. I watched episode four. And it's been dragging. It's, I, don't, I don't know where it's going. It's interesting. There, there's, there's weird things about Jessica Jones season two uh, that I will say uh, that normally in, in the other Netflix series, I would be like, I don't care about this. So there's always in the... Almost always in the Netflix Marvel series, there's a B story. And then this, the B story was, was <laughs> the main story. Well, also that, but, but the B story was, uh, Oh God, Hogarth's story. I liked Hogarth's and, story. And what, and what I think what pulls that off is that Carrie Ann Moss is just so Dope. good. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I think like for me, the, the biggest issue with it was, I feel like they almost tried to make me dislike as many characters as possible. In oh that. yeah, oh yeah. Um, Trish was well. I hated her. Oh god, like, oh, I hated her so much. <laughs> I, I watched I, it with my girlfriend, and we just like every time we're on, we're like, oh my god, more Trish. So I don't like. I didn't like Trish in the first season. I actively hated her in the second season. I was just like, you... Oh, God damn it. Though all said, I think... If anything, season two felt more like positioning for season three. Because I like where Trish ended up, and I like where her assistant, whose name eludes me at the moment... um, I'm forgetting his name, too. Although, although weirdly... I have a Superman crush on. Yeah, yeah, I do, too. And weird, weird thing about that, I actually Googled him. He was a Power Ranger. 
Yeah, on one of the Power Rangers, I forget which I forget which Power Ranger series it was, but I looked him up. I like because I was just like, oh, he's cool, and and he seems vaguely familiar. I didn't watch Power Ranger, but I was just like the series that he was on. But I was like, he looks weirdly familiar. Weird tangent. I saw the new Power Ranger movie. It didn't suck that mad that bad. The best part is when they're not Power Rangers, though. I don't care. It was mildly entertaining. Like the, I saw it on Hulu, the was like, arcs and like the story this. are really good in it, and then they have the big final battle, and you're like, eh. yeah, I I was really curious about it uh, for no other reason that there are certain properties that like when I see like, oh, you've invested this amount of effort or budget into it, let's see what happens. Um, I will say, and weird tangent, and then we'll get back to Jessica Jones. Weird tangent is uh. For that reason, Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows, the Michael Bay one, is actually much better than the first Ninja Turtles movie. It's still not good. I can't overcome Michael Bay. That's, that's I mean... When I you say first Ninja Turtles movie, you mean of the, like... Of the Michael Bay. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, no, no. They're not actually directed by Michael Bay. They're produced by him. Okay. But I mean... I don't give a fuck. Yeah. suck ass. I tried watching the first hour of the first film on Netflix or Amazon, and I couldn't. It's t- it's te- it's it's terribly boring, which is like the ultimate for me. Like if it's bad, but it's like bad and entertaining, you can kind of watching it being amused. But if it's something that is like on the scale of that, like the biggest sin for me, if you're watching a film like that, is that it's boring. And the biggest sin of the first Ninja Turtles for me is that it's just so cripplingly boring. Uh, but as a super nerd, the thing that I just I just started yelling about and was just like so like I can't believe they did this was uh, they had the Wizard, and the Wizard is one of the if you don't know Marvel Comics history, the Wizard is a character. He's one of the original Marvel characters. He's one of the original Marvel characters, like before Marvel became Marvel, when it was like be- when it was something else in like the 1930s, late 1930s. So like those first characters were like Human Torch and uh, you know Submariner and a couple and Captain America and a couple other characters. And Wizard was one of those characters who was kind of like a speedster. And the fact that they like pulled him out. Not, and he was only in a couple episodes. They made him a character, and when I when I when I saw him, I was like, okay, I didn't know that it was. The did you giggle like I did every time he ran? Yeah. Yes. Yes. But, but that's how I run in real life. Yeah, I I saw that, and I was just like, I was just like, okay. Number one, I I didn't know that that was who it was gonna be, and then as soon he's he said. Like oh, when I was in the kit, when I was like young, they used to call me the wizard, and I was just like, oh my god, are they doing the wizard right now? Because number one, his name is just as a character is ridiculous. I thought, yeah, what was up with that? I I, I like thought the whole thing with the wizard. I thought it was just kind of silly. Well, because it it is the original character is incredibly silly. But I did appreciate that they took this character that, like, is ridiculous just in his inception. And they were just like, oh, my God, his power only works when he's afraid. And I was just like, okay, that is very much 
uh, I'm about to go super, super nerd on you guys. So I, I, this is an appropriate podcast Take for that. Take it easy. Take it easy but, on us. So, I can't handle this. So there's a series called Rising Stars uh, that came out years and years and years ago uh, by J. Michael Straczynski, who's the guy who did Babylon 5. And there were it was uh, a bunch of uh, kids who were in utero when this meteor strikes on this little town, like near this little town. And all of those kids are born if they were born within like this like time period that the meteor hit. Uh, so it didn't have to, I don't think it's exactly the same day, but it's like if they're born in this time window, they all end up with superheroes. And one of them is a character that uh, his power is that he can fly. But when he gets the power, like he gets a teenager, he's like fat. So he's low self-esteem, and because he has low self-esteem and he and he's like overweight, he can fly, but he can only fly three feet off the ground. So he basically floats around, and it was it was basically like it was. It, it, it's funny, and it's when I yeah when I saw the wizard, I was just like uh, I thought number one that is like oh a character who has and then later in the series spoiler like not really when he becomes an adult he's like much more like he basically like embraces it and he discovers like oh i could he thought for years i the basic premise is that like he's in junior high school and he can only fight fly uh three feet off the ground and he's really like depressed and then one of the other kids who's kind of like an outcast when he's getting teased just like come like kind of is looking at him from far away and just mouths the words just go it's like you're being teased you're being you don't realize just go and he literally just in that moment just kind of realizes is like can i do this and then he just you just in the panel he just zooms goes off into the sky and no one hears from him for the next like 25 years and he comes back when it's a whole story but like he comes back and he's much more powerful than he was when he was a kid but it was just like that moment of like and i thought of him and i thought of the character from mystery man is like i'm invisible but yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm invisible but only when no one is looking at me uh and yeah it's for me it was just like (laughs) supremely underrated movie Yeah. yeah in my opinion uh also just one of those movies that's just super way ahead of its time also, a really good cast thinking about. Oh yeah, it. yeah, fantastic. During your yeah. Janine Garofalo, uh, favorite ben character Stiller. Ben Stiller. Yeah, ben Stiller. is because. Uh, but I love that because it's uh, that series is just like it's criminally underrated in my opinion because it's just it was just wait Greg, Kine- Greg Kinnear. Who was the um, Blue Raja or Hank Azaria? Hank Azaria, yeah, yeah, fantastic cast. Just like one of those movies that, like, one of those superhero, like, satire movies that came out. I think if that movie was released now, it would. It's, it's a very 90s or it's late so 90s, 90s. Early 2000s. It had Smash Mouth on the soundtrack. Of course. Like. <laughs> but also, like, it was just way too early to do a superhero sat, like, parody movie. Uh,. But yeah, I saw the wizard in Jessica Jones, and I was just like, I was just like, oh, they took a, this super obscure Marvel character from like 
decades ago and it's like not only did you make him kind of sympathetic but like just the fact for me as a nerd just the fact that like you actually like took this like an e i wasn't gonna be like a c-level character he's not even that he's like an e-level character like he's so low down the totem yeah um but i liked it i think um, I like Jessica Jones season two. I just think that it's uh, one of the things when you don't have David Tennant as the villain is that so much more of it falls on uh, the uh, Kristen Ritter to carry the series, and she's really good. But I don't know if like part of my thing was like, oh, I don't know if she as an actor is strong enough to carry the series as much on her own and so much more is put on her in season two to kind of carry the storyline do we think that that netflix is slipping or getting lazy on their marvel properties absolutely (laughs) no i disagree i mean aside from the fenders which was meh uh, and jessica jones i dug punisher Punisher was good. I dug it, and I was and I w- was thankful in the fact that they did not go full, you know, dude, bro, gun toting crazy. It was very much uh, emphasis on character development, even further uh, expand his, you know, circle of friends um, and establish, you know, um, Billy or whatever his buddy's name, and as a true villain for him in season two. I dug it. I thought it was pretty strong and a good way of, you know, humanizing the character. Because that character who just, like, the Punisher War Zone or whatever version yeah. of I don't think that would fly in a TV series. Uh, but I it dug Punisher Season 1. I think Punisher's great. I, the reason I think that they're letting it slip is that we haven't had any announcements for any new characters joining like that defenders realm well you know that that that's because the uh because uh, they want it on the disney streaming service uh yeah because the peep uh, also because the person on the west coast who runs the marvel studios movies and the abc arm which uh, I won't get into this bit, but but I will say Agents of Shield has been really interesting lately. Uh, the most recent really has been really interesting. Uh, they're definitely no cares. yeah. Well, they're definitely going to have a thing that is like one of those things. Is like okay, this sh- I don't know whether the payoff because the payoff is Avengers: Infinity War. Hmm. It's basically that all the things that they're be- they alluded to on on Agents of Shield is just like. Okay, so the payoff of that is going to be Infinity War, but I don't know whether it'll work. And what I'm I'm bringing that up to say that the West Coast uh, Agents of Shield Marvel Uni Marvel movie unit is on the West Coast, and the Netflix unit is on the East Coast. And apparently, those two guys had like a disagreement where, like, when Jessica Jones was such a dis- uh, success, they were like, "Oh, we should have done that as a movie." And, like, there's a, yeah, they don't get along, so there's a whole discussion of, like, all the stuff, all the Netflix Marvel series that are already been approved and in production, much like Amazon has said that all the stuff that is already in production we're going to put out, and then we're not going to put out any new content. That's Mm -hmm. kind of like the Marvel Netflix thing, is anything new that comes out from that is going to be through the, the Disney 
streaming ser- from service. A, from a business sense, that makes sense. Right? Yeah. Like, they're coalescing all of their properties that they can possibly get their hands on right now. So, you know, they're, that Sony deal, I think they just signed the actual thing, like, either Fox. today or yesterday. Or Fox, yeah, Fox. Fox. Um, so, like, it would make sense that, you know, they're not going to give up anything else now. Yeah, uh, I do know that Luke Cage Season 2 is going to come out and Daredevil Season 3 is going to come out. And I think they announced Jessica Jones 3, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think they released a teaser for Luke Cage Season 2. I saw somewhere that there was a teaser for that. Uh, and my big thing for Daredevil Season 2 is just like... And if they don't do this, it's going to be like... I'm going to feel like... Get, we ju- you just need to do this now. Is 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 season three has to have bullseye, in my opinion. Is just like <laughs> bullseye. Yeah. Is just because it's one Does of those. It? I mean, because I think we've uh, teased, you know, the rise of Wilson Fisk. Now, will he become full on, you know, kingpin? I think kingpin and his development is more important than a bullseye because bullseye is just a hired hitman you're not going to spend the entire season developing him oh, oh no but that's my thing is i don't think you need to have an entire i think the mistake that to bring it back to our point that like sometimes the netflix series are a little bit too long is i don't think you need to have for a character, I think the mistake that they've made somewhat, uh, not with Wilson Fist necessarily, but I think with a character like Bullseye, especially with a character like Bullseye, is just like, no, you don't need to do a whole huge backstory about him. He's a hired hitman. You can maybe, if you want, Fisk if there's laser him. season, yeah, is just like, he is there and he is like Wilson Fisk is the main villain and he is the also he was really good um Fisk the guy who played Fisk like that's kind of like an underrated Marvel villain he's so uh I heard uh there are people who have complained I was like oh that's not the Wilson Fisk I was like no he's not there yet uh but one of my favorite moments in I, I, I've mentioned this before on the podcast. One of my favorite moments in Daredevil season one is basically the moment where Wilson Fisk becomes the kingpin. Is that moment where he gives that speech, where he was just like, uh, "For the longest time, I thought I was like." It's basically an alternate version. It's al- It's an alternate version of Samuel Jack- Jackson's speech from Pulp Fiction. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, I thought I was the shepherd. It's like, it turns out I'm the evil, you know, I'm the evil man in the story. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I really dug Jessica Jones season one. I just, like, I thought there are certain things, there are certain things that when you watch them, you're like, this is, like, Jessica Jones season one. It's like, this is so good. And you watch it, it's like, well, the season two was kind of disappointing. It was like, yeah, it was kind of going to be. Well, so how much of season one was because of everyone else, and rather than just David Tennant? Right? It's not just that. It's also the fact that you saw a character who's been raped, mm. trying to stick it back to her, you know, abuser. I I, I didn't see a lot of that. I was surprised. I, 
that they were going to include that spin. That's what I liked about it. There the fact was that he had a some... big fu against you know the um the abuser. I haven't seen stuff like that, so that's why I loved it. The fact that she was so vulnerable. Mm. The ma- fact that despite David Tennant's charisma. He was so fucking menacing mm. in every episode. Um, and it's just the like, villain, the story, uh, the fear, the level of fear that he was able to induce in the character. The, the, character. the way that, I love that. The way that the first season dealt with the idea of trauma was something that was so... I, 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 I just, just, as someone who's had a lot of friends who've gone through things like that, and, and just as a general thing... Uh, the conversations that season one brought up about, you know, uh, sexual violence and how, and trauma and how people deal with trauma, and all the things that like how that was approached and dealt with in season one, were just so powerful that it's just like I don't know. It, it, season two is like even though I enjoyed it, I think there's like it's just like you can't. Do you can't replicate that? You well, know so what I mean. I think that's part of the problem too. Is that season two? I agree with everything you said on that point. But season two has its kind of own elements of um, people trying to exert power, and like you have the doctor who's controlling the mother, and and things like that. And it's carries similar themes but doesn't develop them as successfully as the first season. So I think this is interesting. And then before we get on to the next uh, thing that I wanted to talk about, uh, because season two of Jessica Jones, uh, and I just thought of this. Uh, that's interesting. Why is it picking up all of that? That's, that's weird. It doesn't normally. Oh, it's because you have the mic all the way down. No, no, that's worse. You're pointing towards <laughs> the window. Right up the street. Uh, it's okay. Um, is I forget who it was who brought this up. It might have been a Marvel person. It might have been someone I was listening to on a podcast. But uh, who pointed out that every single Marvel property, uh, especially in the movies and television, every single Marvel story in one way or another is about finding your family. Is a family story. And and then like it is so and in Jessica Jones it's about her real you know finding her basically realizing finding out that her mom is still alive finding out who her mom has become and finding out am I am I also my mother you know and it's it's basically a family story. If you look at any of the Marvel movies, literally any of the Marvel movies, including the X-Men films, like MCU and the, all of them on one level or another are about finding what your family is. Some of them are literally about finding your family. Guardians of the Galaxy Galaxy 2 (laughs) is literally him. I found my dad. It's basically a Disney movie. It is a Disney Disney movie. (laughs) Yeah, uh... And I, I, I can't remember whether it was an actual Marvel person or, like, if it was just someone commenting. And I was like, yeah, every – the X-Men is we're all outcasts. We can't necessarily live with our families. Like, 
who is our found family? Oh, it's the X Men. Oh, it's the blah blah blah. And like, I I and like it just occurred. Like Jessica Jones is like a, also a very obvious. It's just like all of these Marvel stories are all about who are your family. Even Daredevil is about who is your family. Well, it's this. It's Karen and it's Foggy because your dad is dead and your mom is kind of absent. Like it's it's every single. Well, Marvel. even Sticks kind of like a father figure too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and I will say about Jessica Jones is Jessica Jones was one of the few story. Uh, Jessica Jones season two is one of those like where the side story, the B story. I would just like, I was just like, and I think that some of that might have to do with just the actors. It's like the guy who plays like her assistant. I was just like, I actually am in kind of invested in him too, and I think that. Mm, I just wish he didn't get the haircut. I thought he looked pretty cool with the haircut. He looked okay with the haircut. Um, it was fine before that haircut. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think that's it for Jessica Jones. I was just like, there's just so much stuff that I that we because we haven't actually. It was pretty solid, just too long. That's my yeah. opinion. Better than Iron Fist, and looks like anything it has, is better than Iron. Looks like it has a good basis for season three, like where they're going with Hogarth and where even where they're going with um, uh, her best friend, whose name is eluding me now. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know what it's funny about Jessica Jones and I know that because of the fact that the West Coast and East Coast branches of Marvel like like television aren't getting along with each other there are so many things about Jessica Jones that are in the comics that they're just not going to do now or maybe I could be completely wrong about this but in the comics like way later in the comics like Jessica Jones is like best friends with Captain Marvel I and no. <laughs> I want I, I it's not gonna happen, but I'm just like there's there's a level of and because of Luke Cage and because of and be, some of that is because Luke Cage for a time was part of the Avengers. I was like they're not gonna do any of that, and there's a level of like just in like the way all of that is kind of like Netflix is the Marvel Knights. They're not gonna yeah go yeah. Big. They're gonna keep things very small and local to the street level. They're not gonna include any major tying superheroes to whatever the MCU is doing. I don't know much about Jessica Jones or her rogues gallery or even if she has one. So She doesn't really. I, she's just a great... I, in the, even the, in the comic, because I have a bunch of issues of the Jessica Jones comic book in there, is like she's actually a great comic book and a, a great character. And the way that like they kind of... How like entrenched for someone who... Because a lot of it has to do with some of it yeah, a lot of it has to do with the fact that she's, like, married to Luke Cage. Um, but some of it is just, like, the nature of, like, just the way that Marvel Universe is organized. Is she, as someone who's, like, for lack of a better way of phrasing this, is so low on the totem pole, she's so entrenched in the comic books in the Marvel Universe that it's, like kind of like amazing i it's one of those things that i kind of wish they would do in the netflix series and i like in the and i know they're not going to uh that being said the next thing we have to discuss is a uh, pacific rim uprising <laughs> that fucking shit was dope man i listen i loved it as much as i loved ready player one it has everything I need. Ready Player One was all, it was feeding my eighties nostalgia. <laughs> face right now. Um, and I mean, just like 
I, I know I'm ruining this, but crawl. Wait, what? Crawl. That yeah. reference, the glaive. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh my god, they included <laughs> this in. Oh. Yeah. I, I, the I, way I feel excited about 80 shit is how I feel about giant robots fight, fighting giant uh, monsters. And it's fucking awesome. I know it's it's meant for me who is very simple. I am a very simple human being. I require large monsters fighting large robots and lame uh, speeches to get the troops going. So I was gonna go. I was gonna go walk my dog now, but I, 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 can't, I can't let that. Do you stand. see what happens? <laughs> um, yes, I'm the same person. Uh, I am like one of the biggest fans of the first Pacific Rim. Um, whenever anyone's like, "Oh, you like that movie?" I'm like, "Yo, giant robots versus giant monsters." Yeah, yeah. What more do you need? Um, and I had kind of gotten the sense. Uh, that, oh my god, my dog's going to knock over all the <laughs> equipment. Um, I'd kind of gotten the sense that this was not going to be the first one, but I was like, all right, I'm going to go in. All I need is like a couple cool action sequences, and all I've gotten my money worth. <sighs> I did not think I even got that out of it. Um, the, like... Even if you're just looking for like giant robots versus giant monsters, I don't think it comes close to the first one. Like, there's a couple cool like moves within a fight and whatnot, but it's missing all the key ingredients. Putting it at, in daylight is like great. You show how good your CG is, but it doesn't have that same visual appeal as like the what was it Hong Kong fight in uh, the first one, where it was like at night with the rain. Like that was a gorgeous fight. There's no moments where like you know, the for my family where like they pull out the sword and like that, like, Oh yeah. In this movie, they pull out two swords. Uh, Cool. Yay. Um, (laughs) but like, and maybe one of the most like if, and this is just about fights. I have plenty of other things like, um, Charlie day having sex with a Kaiju brain. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. come on. But, but the biggest thing is, like, go back and listen to that first soundtrack. That is one of the most, like, amped, pumped up, like, underscore to, like, a fight sequence ever with those, like, guitars. If yeah. you listen to the, like, battle song from this one, they remix that song into this, like, poppy dance club number. That is not how you do, like, a yeah, yeah, it, movie. That was, like, more weirdly, more than any other moment is, like, when you hear, like, oh, there's the theme from the first film. I was just like, oh. I don't, I, I, I don't like what they did there. Well, this isn't directed by Gero. No, and, and that's I think its that's biggest problem. I think that might be the issue. Yeah, uh, and I'm not even a fan of Guillermo del Toro. What? How? Fuck you, dude! No, eat a I'm dick. Not. Get out of half I, of my house. I will be. I will openly admit it. I'm not. I'm. I don't. Pan's Labyrinth, Hellboy. I'm not. Well, I like Hellboy. There you go. Yeah, I like Hellboy. I'm just not. I'm not crazy. Blade Two. Huh? Blade Two was fucking awesome. Yeah, I don't care good. what you guys I'm say. No, I love Blade Two. I just I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of his 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 film style, uh, his cinematography. I'm gorgeous. It's <laughs> Shape of Water is beautiful. Well, I haven't seen it yet. You have to. Yeah, it's I want a beautiful to see it. Film. I want to see it. Now Pacific Rim, the original one, is a gorgeous looking movie. Yeah. So, so yeah, there's that. But um, he puts together a good. 
uh, a good screenplay, uh, good character development, and all that. But he's not my favorite director. But yeah, I I can see how the second Pacific and I haven't seen it, but how it might have been inferior. I I could tell from the trailer. I didn't. I I feel like the the reason why I think Guillermo del Toro is such a great director is he's a genre director. Yeah. And he really and truly loves and appreciates the genres that he works in. Yes. Um, and he likes anime and giant robots versus giant monsters. And you could tell that like he put a lot of heart and love into crafting that world and that story. And like giving the things that make the fans of that genre like giving those people what they wanted and and this movie felt like an executive went in and said hey this movie did well in china let's like just draw on the chalkboard like what we need okay we need giant robots we need giant monsters we need charlie day to be funny uh and yeah and we'll just make our money back in china go go for it don't worry about story or character development and and, and, and spoiler we're gonna uh kill off one of the more compelling characters from the first film we're not gonna have uh uh, what is it? Uh, Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, we're not gonna have him in it because he's he's off making a profoundly shittier movie, uh, which I have seen, and it which is movie? it is as bad as everyone says it is. What movie was he? Uh, <coughs> King Arthur, whatever. Oh, Legend of the one. Sword, or that's something. That's why like. he wasn't in this one. Yeah, that's why he couldn't be in this because he was off <laughs> filming that. And I watched that, and I was just like, ah, yeah, you made some bad decisions <laughs> there, buddy. <laughs> Not that he was that great in the first film, but it was just like, uh, all right. He was definitely not the, the highlight of the first movie. So, uh, to be fair, like, I think, uh, I, I will say that my love for the second film, because I did see it twice, uh, was definitely profoundly affected by the fact that it's like, that's exactly what I needed to see at that period in my life, like... You know that came out when that came out. Just like I just need to see something that does not is just profoundly brainless. And oh yeah, that's why I watched Baywatch. Yeah, um, <laughs> is just it. Just need some rock and Zac Efron. <laughs> yeah, and it was just and it was just like uh, the giant robots. Great is, and I, I, it, the funny thing is like all the things that you're saying that criticizes. I don't disagree with any of that. I still. Pacific Rim Uprising was definitely one of those films where it was just like, it's just like, I agree. I think when I saw it with my friend Jared, and again when I saw it with Eve, I was just like, we just kind of agreed that it was just like, yeah, this wasn't good. In fact, it was kind of terrible. But if you're going in and you just kind of want to shut your brain off for like an hour and a half, and just like, this is what we're, this is what we're doing. <laughs> so... Uh, and I can understand that. And I think, like, if this was the first one that had come out in that series, I'd be like, sure. You know, I'll right. go watch, you know, dumb movie, enjoy some battles, that sort of thing. But, like I said, I love the first movie. I think it's wonderful. And and this just feels like it's like, hey, this is that thing you love. Uh, I'm just going to crap all over it now. <laughs> yeah. I uh, See, I don't think... I'd, I would kind of disagree that it was like, I'm just going to crap all over it. It was more like... uh. Here's the thing you love. Here is 
more of the thing you love with less thought and love put into it is is really what I think the central problem ended up with the ended up being with this film is is just like there there was one thing that really stood out to me in as a difference between the first one and the second one is that in the first one uh Guillermo del Toro definitely talked about having the Jaegers move in a certain way that the effects were set up in a certain way that it it felt it, it would feel like they're giant robots but it is being run by two people so it is a giant robot that doesn't necessarily run well, you feel like the, it looks like it's mocap of a person you feel the the weight of those things cuz like this is like the size of a skyscraper yeah and that was the one huge thing to me as far as like effects and like the way you do films that I did not feel that at all mm-hmm. about any any of the the ro- the giant robots in this, and even the kaiju. Like, just for some, I, I maybe it was because it was in daylight. It's something about the effects and the way the maybe it was the fact that like they fought better in this film. Like they were they were like like one of them could actually kind of do martial art was just like doing like spinning kicks. Yeah, and I was like, okay, that's cool. But it seemed like in the first one, they there was a lot of thought, and, and, and as like a supreme nerd and as kind of a science nerd, you kind of. And again, I was like, I'm not saying that this ruined the second film for me at all, but it was just like one of those things where it's just like some like when you, the the what was it the the Jaeger that had by far my favorite like name was uh athena something yeah saber athena hmm. and that was, was the one the fast one that was the fast one that did that like was the coolest one yeah that did just like all of did like the flying knee, knee kicks it was basically the kung fu jaeger <laughs> and i was the thing like i loved it but then at the same time i was just like when you like think about like when you're actually like it was like the physics of it it was just like eat at that scale Doing something like that, if it's that large, is just like that. I don't like that. Just something there. It's like that weird thing. Uh, the only thing I can compare it to is, uh, I think I once had this discussion about like the Hulk or something like that, like the CG version of the Hulk. One of the reasons why the Avengers it works is like we've now gotten used to that, but there's like. Actually, the most recent discussion we had was was for Black Panther, when oh, when the armored rhinos oh, in okay. that oh, is yeah. there's this weird thing where like you're uh, I don't know if the armored rhinos is the best example, but there's a weird thing when you like when you watch something and and your brain just does this little weird like psychological disconnect where you're just like that. I no longer believe that's a giant robot. Fuck you. It's all real, man. To me, <laughs> it's all real. It was, it was not very good. It, uh, but, uh, but I will say, like, I, I thoroughly enjoyed Pacific Uprising for the same reason that I enjoy, like, 
a movie like Ninja Three: The Domination, which we could have. An, <laughs> we're gonna have an entire podcast about that at some point because that that movie is just that that movie merits its own podcast. It's just so batshit insane. Um, yeah, I know there was more. There's more stuff we were gonna talk about. Okay, uh, Batman White Knight has been great, by the way. I've been really. Oh, you've been reading it. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad that you liked it. It's been awesome the the twist that they have in terms of making the Joker the hero and Batman the obsessed bat guy, you know, who just doesn't give a shit. I love that. Um, who wrote that again? It's not Tom King. It's not Tom King. Oh God, it's it's like right there. I don't know. You're gonna have to like flip through the pile there. Um. I think that if you want to take the dog out, you can totally. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're done with the things. Who that- took the dog out? Okay, thanks. Bye. I know there are more things that we've been like watching. I just um, can't think of what they are. I mean, Voltron. I'm not done with Voltron yet. Okay. Um, I, uh, the most recent season of Voltron has been pretty great. Uh, it's always solid. I have yeah, to admit, yeah. Voltron has always been a solid series for me. Short. My only gripe is that it's too short for me. I wish the seasons were a lot longer. But on the flip side, they're coming in and releasing new episodes on more, on a more regular basis. So yeah. I can't really hate on that too much. Um, I will say that, like as far as Voltron is concerned, there there are moments like there are like character things i think they've done a really interesting thing with uh what is it zoltar is it zoltar, zoltar. yeah the, lotor lotor thank you uh where it's just like kind of like not that i mean there was a lot of stuff on the original series that like they just never developed mm-hmm. and lotar is one of those characters that was like oh you've actually they've actually like made him an interesting character which is like i still don't know exactly what his whether he's supposed to be a villain, whether he's kind of like mm. in the middle, uh, he's just charming. The uh, all of the paladins, I think, have actually gotten. Uh, there were, uh, I mean, Hunk is one of those characters who I've just like, I was just like, I want. He's still a little bit one note. I want to see. He's the. He is... Yeah, but I, it's an anime. I mean, how fleshed out are well, you going but, to but, expect but, these but, but, but here's the thing. I will say that, like, of all of the paladins, he is the one that I feel like they have spent the most... the least amount of time actually developing as a character. Like, he's the one who, who feels the least like a fully fleshed out character. Like, Lance is a fully fleshed out like uh, character now. Um, for his role, I mean, he's not required you don't they, I, I guess they don't want him to be as fleshed out i mean he's the comic relief guy yeah you know i i just feel like uh, given the, the depth they've given all of the other paladins i kind of would like to see more done with him um yeah i i i just i know there's more because i know that like before we went into it i mean we we can just like stop or is there yeah. rich i feel like we've like just kind of left you no, behind. No, no, no. you're I, just here for moral or smart why we why we talk about stuff that you haven't watched no it's fine because i mean <laughs> a lot of it is not really stuff that i would necessarily go watch like pacific room 2 right um Goodbye, dog. 
So yes, there has been a dog that has been with us this entire time. Uh, we have his, his name is Cooper. Yes, his name is Cooper. Uh, he's awesome. I'm blinking at him, but he does respond to cat gestures. Yeah, that makes sense. That that does make sense. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's 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 a lot of um, a lot of good films right now. Um, uh, but I know that the some of some of some that you've seen, others that I've seen. Um, I, I recently saw Annihilation, and I thought it was excellent. Ah, uh, yes, I. That's another movie I wanted to talk to you about, dude. What did you think about Annihilation? That shit was trippy as fuck. I haven't seen it yet. The, oh my! <laughs> I kept meaning to see it and just couldn't. Like schedule wise, I just couldn't fit it in. I was gonna go see it. But there was more than one time that I was gonna go see it by my fr- by myself. And, and that's just what like, I did. And just by the scheduling of it, I just, I just never like, I couldn't work out a time where I could go to see it. I you know. that was a solid and awesome film. Um, I mean, I, it's, I like those films that force you to really pay attention mm. to the ending, and that you know, is that what it means? Yeah. You know, I just love how I had a conversation with Alana about that, and it's like those movies. You know, having that feeling mm-hmm. at the end of the movie—that's what I loved about it. Yeah, um, and yeah, after need, you need to get on that. Yeah, and it's cerebral, and it really—it has so many different, uh, so much subtext and so many different undertones. Yeah, and, and the other two things that I wanted—I uh, mean, it was basically what I—it was Annihilation and Redder Player One, and not mm-hmm. all of us have seen <laughs> all of those films yet. Yeah. So, and but uh, so, I am—I will say I am. So Super psyched about Infinity War next week. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm super psyched to seeing Robert Downey Jr. die. I mean, that's fair. I think there needs to be a passing of the torch, where you know he's awesome. I'm not hating on him, but I think we Marvel and the MCU needs to shift gears and put their money into another hero to be the lead man or woman. You know, so I'm curious as to what they're going to do with Brie Larson and Captain Marvel. Will she take that lead from Captain America slash Iron Man? Uh, will it be Black Panther um, or another character they, they plan to? So, interesting little weird side thing that I... Uh, it's just, it's one of those things that, like, if you kind of read the recent Marvel comics, you kind of see this, like... Like I, there, I don't know if they're trying to coordinate this at all, um, but it's looking like, and a lot of people have been speculating about what's going to happen post both Infinity Wars of like what the Avengers is going to be, and a lot of people are saying like if you look kind of at the comic books, is the Avengers in Phase Four is going to be. Uh, Black Panther, Captain Marvel, Bucky, but not as Bucky. Possibly either Captain as America. the as Captain America, and or uh, because I don't think they're gonna. White Wolf. I don't think they're gonna do the uh, the. They're not gonna do Falcon, Captain America. Mm-hmm. Uh, although he'll probably also be the, uh, there's a couple characters that like I thought the, there's one major character that might 
quote unquote die in Infinity War, but uh, there was this one picture that I saw. It's like, oh, okay, that might. So I think that the new Avengers is going to be Black Panther, Captain Marvel, Bucky, either as Winter Soldier or as Captain America, uh, Falcon, Spider Man, because Spider Man's yeah. obviously still going to be around. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be Clint Barton, Clint Barton as Ronan, not Clint Barton as Hawkeye. Yeah. All right. Uh, I still want... I, and I've, I'm a broken record by this point. I, I want my Hawkeye moment. I don't think we're going to get it. You're not. It's, you this think, movie is beyond Hawkeye. Do yeah. you think the, the Vision is going to die? Because uh, I've been reading a lot of theories. If, if he does, it's going to be... Uh, there's gonna. I, here's what I think is gonna. I think the only quote unquote per- permanent deaths, if they happen, are going to be Cap, Cap, and Iron Man. Uh, the I think actors who want to move on. Yeah, I think the the. Oh, and I forgot. Like an extended Avengers, even though he's not an Avenger, is going to be Doctor Strange. Uh, because okay. he's going to stick around also. Yeah. Um, I do think the character, the other characters who are quote-unquote going to die are going to be, and I don't mean like the secret, I mean like the characters I think are going to be Hawkeye and um, uh, Black Widow? And no. Vision. And Vision. Vision. Vision, I, th- I think what's going to happen is that Vision and Hawkeye, as they exist, might die. Well, with Vision, he has an Infinity Stone. so That's gone. So that's but he could be, be turned into a human or something like that. Well, or, that's my thing, is, like, is that Vision, as he exists, can die, but also he's an android, so like you can just... like. That's put true. him in another and body. Shuri, yeah, Shuri yeah. is definitely going to be possibly. You know, oh my god, that about. most recent little clip where it's just like have I haven't you seen. Any there's this one clips. little. There's this one I, little. I've, I've resisted seeing anything. There, there's more, this one little clip where it's it's actually labeled as like Shuri sh- saves the vision, and it's just like she's like kind of reviving him, and she's describing some like interface. Which is like, why didn't you just blah 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 blah? And then she looks at at uh, Bruce Banner, and Bruce Banner literally just goes. We didn't think of that. <laughs> Which is just... Dude, uh, as far as, like, Infinity War things, like, uh, post-Black Panther, like, one that... the What they're called... Uh, what they've labeled as the chant preview. Have you not seen this? I haven't been on... Yeah, I've tried to keep Oh, wait, the chant fresh. preview with... Um, with okay. Wakanda? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're gonna watch that immediately following. Yeah, us. I did see that. Um, it's just like it's you just have that thing of just like yeah, Marvel knows what they're doing. <laughs> Marvel knows exactly what they're doing. Yeah. So I think unless there's like some comic books that you wanna, and aside from the fact that like apparently God Dad of War is awesome, which there's gonna be a more extensive podcast about that later. Uh, about what games or in general? Yeah, or games God of War? In, games in general okay. and 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 God of War specifically. Next time. Remind me, I have Last of Us for you have a PS3, right? We're going to possibly have a PS4, and also I uh, I don't know why I'm saying this on the podcast. I need the <laughs> the uh, the copies of Destroyer back. Okay, because cool. I re- I realize that those aren't actually mine. Um, 
Yeah, uh, I will say, because uh, I haven't caught up on anything, but I will say I have been, I am pretty much caught up on, on Batman White Knight, and mm-hmm. I've been really digging that. I think that's really interesting. What about uh, Dark Knight's Metal? I gave up on it. I just, it's, what? it's too much. It's too much. I, that's what I love about it. I mean, because um, Scott's, <coughs> I hate whatever, I keep saying that, Scott Snyder this is a huge departure and the fact that he establishes you know the multiverse and pretty much the formation of the dc universe with the story i appreciate that and towards the la- the conclusion the shit that happens i have to say i was very impressed i just okay. like it okay it's out there i agree with you it's out there but it's purposely out there okay you know i i will say i'm also based on the there's a couple previews that we're gonna have to right after we stop recording which is the most recent deadpool preview and the most recent uh, and the, the the chant uh black panther thing um so for next part i think we're gonna have a lot to talk about the next for the next part oh yeah, yeah we're gonna we're gonna be talking about infinity war but we're also gonna be talking about uh ready where to plot ready to play one we're gonna be tearing that apart because this is, there's a lot there's a lot. lot. That's, that's probably going to be its own episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then what else is coming up? I I I am going to be either with with you guys. Uh, there there's other people I'm probably going to bring in on this, but I I will say that I've I have now binge watched season one and two of The Magicians. I've been really digging The Magicians. I, I would, started watching this first season, and I stopped. It's it's very it's very particular. It's super depressing that show. Um, I will say that the big thing about the magicians. I know this season three is is only a couple seasons in. I hate to be the person to say this, but magicians is not a show. It's on Sci-Fi. I wish I could say you should watch season three on on Sci-Fi, but the way I've been watching it, uh, the way you can watch it on Netflix, where the commercial, the way that show is set up commercial breaks just break up the show too much so if you like season three i was like i binge watch it on netflix and it's great but i was like oh my god if there were actual commercial breaks in this i don't think i could watch it um and i have not gotten around to it i i feel like i should watch it is lost in space i feel like lost in space is another thing i've been reading poor reviews of this yeah it doesn't surprise I, me I, I, hear, the I hear that lost in space from netflix is a very promising premise that is ruling by pretty shitty characters the problem i think with lost in space is the the original series is pretty good, but not as great as everyone makes it out to be. The movie is so bad. It is awful. Um, so I don't know. I, I am I am curious and 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 to be very honest, everything else that I wanna I, I would talk about on the podcast right now are stuff that I don't think any of you watched. It's all anime related. Um, um, oh yeah. But there was any? Is there anything else before we like well, wrap this up? I want to let you guys know. I finally, just in time, finished watching Westworld season one. Oh, that that comes out this weekend. Yes. Oh, it's so this ex- weekend. It is Sunday. Oh, yep. Awesome. I need to get on that shit. Yep. Uh, I am. Oh God, I am so. Uh, <laughs> we've had this discussion about the fact that I kind of. 
I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I watched Westworld as it was coming out, and I did not watch Game of Thrones that way. And I actually personally like Westworld more than Game of Thrones, but I think part of that might be because I binge watch. Yeah, I think it's much better if you if you if you binge watch or at least watch those episodes uh, in close. Uh, more closely than what you would get if you watch them, you know, but, on but, TV. But I will, I will also say that centrally the sort of defining, the underlying premise of Westworld appeals to me more than Game of Thrones. And that might be because very, very generally speaking, I tend to lean towards sci-fi more than I do fantasy. Yeah, mm-hmm. like. Too. That's very, very... Gen- a perfect example is that I love The Magicians, and that's very clearly fantasy, but that's fantasy that's, like... There's something... I, I also very much enjoy, like, hyper-specific... Like, specificity word I can't say right now. I can rarely say. But there's something about, like, the way they execute magic uh, magic in The Magicians, like, the hand motions and everything, that I'm just like, oh, yeah, that I can get it into. Um... Yeah, just as a very overarching like premise, I I think I lean more towards sci-fi than I do fantasy. Is really yeah, that's fair. I, I'm the same way. I've, I I I'm sure Game of Thrones is is very high caliber and very high production value. Obviously, I know a lot of people are obsessed with it, but I just can't. I, I'm I gravitated more towards Westworld, and and yeah, I, I'm. Uh, as soon as I started watching, I, I realized, yeah, this is my kind of show, and it was yeah, um, super excited about that. And there's another sci-fi show that's coming out that I can't remember what it is right now, but it's coming out very, very soon, and mm-hmm. I'm drawing a blank on it. Um, yeah, I feel like I felt like we might have had more to say about Jessica Jones had not more so much time <laughs> passed in Pacific Rim, but yeah, I think I think we're cool. I think we're good. We can. Watch previews now and and do Toodles. that later. Later. <laughs>